The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's about to turn midnight, which means it's Friday, October 8th, and we're recapping, surprise, surprise, another weird Seahawks primetime game. You won't believe this, but you can't go to Seattle, hold a primetime game, especially if it's NFC West rivals, and have it not get weird. Joining me to break it down, John Breach and Ryan a.k.a. Old Mad Dad Wilson. What would you call me there? <laughs> Mad D? What? Old Mad Dad. Hey, uh, Breach, should they play these games in Austin where the unofficial slogan is keep it weird? I actually knew about the Austin slogan. I want to keep it weird in this podcast. We have some weird stuff to talk about today. That's the least cool thing. <laughs> have you been to Austin where they say keep That's it weird? That's not what I said. Do you mean Boston? By the way, you're... Your toupee is slipping there, Brinson. You know, no, what happened is my dog has been messing with my <laughs> toupee up here. You I put just... your toupee on your dog? <laughs> See what he would look yeah. like? I was actually <laughs> supposed to get a haircut uh, yesterday, but hair in quotation marks for people who are watching. <laughs> on my my, uh, my surgeon wasn't available, so I had to, the great uh, thing about you getting a haircut for next week. <laughs> Brinson, I don't know if you knew this, but Brinson actually mails his hair into his barber, trims it up, mails it back. <laughs> So you no, can, no, no, it's a lengthy search. Which is a problem because USPS is having some serious delivery issues. So, for instance, bald in three days. It's lost in the mail. It requires, like, a. it's a two. So, essentially, I, I can't do the podcast on Sunday. Breach is going to have to host because I'm in my my post-surgery quarantine for my hair plugs. Until oh, Tuesday. boy. I love that you're leaning into it. I appreciate yeah, that. No, no more hair plug jokes. Breach, you're by yourself on Sunday night. I'm out. Could you imagine me hosting a show by myself? First of all, oh. we would only talk about every field goal from each game. It would be like red zone with field goals, field goal zone, and it would be over in 30 minutes. Was this game well, more exciting for you, Breach, or last Thursday night games when, when the Bengals um, moved into first place in the AFC North? This game was bonkers, and it was bonkers before the Michael Dixon thing happened. By the, by the way, before you get to the double. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. The final score was 26, 26, 26. <laughs> Hey-o. What is on your mind, Brent? Your dog's in your office with you, and this is the slip-up you're having? What were they watching? I even, I even made a point to say, when we were talking about Chris Carson and HQ today, I made, I made a point to say herniated disc. Because oh, yeah. you don't want to have the the you know the Steve Lee uh, situation happen. 26-17 Rams over Seahawks. And there was, as Breach dreams about, a double punt. The double punt. So if you have not seen a replay of this, you absolutely need to go on Twitter, go on YouTube, go go somewhere and find go to my Twitter page. I tweeted it out. You have to see this clip. This this could have put the game away. This came in uh the second half. The Seahawks had the ball and they were trailing what were they trailing? They're trailing 16 to 7. But I'm not, I'm not sure the 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 single punt would have put it away, but there was a double punt in front of the line of scrimmage. 
Well, no, hold on. Let me finish. Because okay. so so the Rams block the punt. If the Rams recover it at like the Seahawks eight yard line and score, it's uh, game over. Breach. So, by the way, just let me know quickly. Jameer Jones blocked the punt. Recently cut by the Steelers, so they clearly they don't need him. Clearly, the Steelers do not need a guy who knows how to block punts because um, they are very successful right now. You're correct, Wilson. So it is. So so the Seahawks are punting. Jameer Jones blocks this punt. If the Rams recover it, they're at like the ten yard line for Seattle. They're going to get at least a field. The game is over because they were the Seahawks were already trailing sixteen seven at that point. And you know what? Instead, Michael Dixon picks it up, thinks about running for the first down, then says, uh, "I'm the slowest guy on the field right now." Hell no, I'm not running for this first down. So he punts it again, his second punt on the play, and it goes sixty eight yards. And lands at the Rams' 11-yard line. So instead of getting the ball at Seattle's 10-yard line, all of a sudden the Rams get it at their own 11. But this caused total chaos because nobody knew if a double punt was legal. Mike Pereira is yeah, go Brandon. Yeah, I was I was asking Breach. I, I know I don't want to put you on the spot here, but we already I asked. I assume that this is the single greatest double punt of all time. Oh, he's, I can't even think of another instance. I was like combing through the rule book. I've never looked up the double punt in the NFL rule book. And so you have Mike, uh, Mike Pereira. Mike Pereira was like, obviously, that's illegal, Joe. He can't do that. It's going to be a foul. It's coming back. And they, they come back. They're like, it is uh first down Rams ball on the four yard line. Or they may take a 10 yard penalty. Sean McVay was so confused. He didn't know. And I, I, we love to bash Prisco in here. Sean McVay didn't know he could have challenged it that he was beyond the line of scrimmage and would have forced him to – it would have been a penalty for an illegal forward. Uh, well, uh, so hold on. Ass. So this keeps going. So hold on. So so when they threw the flag, they said, you know, either the Seahawks can punt over or the Rams can have 10 yards added on to where the ball landed at the 11-yard line. So then they would have the ball at the 21. If you're the Rams, you would have picked for them to punt over. But then they waved off the flag. They said – this isn't a penalty, and it's your ball, LA. And the reason they waved off the flag, but it's a go. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I was. Yeah, yeah. So, so clearly there was someone in the ref's ear saying, "All right, we just went through our own rule book. We didn't even know this rule existed, but, but this is not a penalty, and you're waving off the flag." But the but again, I don't want to give Pete Briscoe credit, but he was right. The the flag, the initial flag was for the double kick, right? Which is, which is which was illegal. They thought was illegal. But he actually did go past the line of scrimmage and kick the ball. No, so he, he should have challenged it, which would have moved it back, right? If he had challenged it, I do not think he would have won. I think Michael Ooh. Dixon was did this punt legally. So the line of scrimmage was the 21-yard line. I shared this picture with you guys in Slack, and I shared it. I'm a dunk for Pete right here. Go ahead. I shared it on Twitter. So it is like a, everybody knows the quarterback rule. If they just have a finger behind the line of scrimmage, they are legally behind the line of scrimmage, or and the pass him. counts. So their whole body could be past the line of scrimmage, but if their hand is behind it at the release point, and the same rule applies to punters. So if any part of the punter's body is behind the line of scrimmage, so uh, Dixon's kicking foot was clearly in front of the line of scrimmage, but his body was like leaning backwards because he had kind of picked it up. And uh, yeah, so I, I think that, and there was a ref right there staring down the line of scrimmage, and I do think he was actually behind the line of scrimmage by about two inches. So, so, after, you, so, the game, so after the game, Sean McVay actually said, he was asked about it, of course. Oh, he said, right, before you continue, just to be clear, Pete Prisco was dead wrong, right? Oh, oh, what a big jam! Wallace took it in his hands and said, up, up, and away, All right, you got it? Yeah, Sean was asked about after the game, and he said they called New York, and that's why they threw the flag initially, and then they picked it up because whoever replaced uh, our guy Al Riveron somehow knew this rule that you tweeted out that Debo has on YouTube 
if you're watching right now. And Sean McVay, like everyone else on planet Earth, including Breach, who in confidence said he didn't know the rule. He said, I didn't know what the hell was going on there. And not only that, we got the ball at the minus 10, which is insane. You mentioned the 68-yard punt. But, Breach, you're actually underselling how athletic Michael Dixon is. You said he was the slowest. There, I would wager that he was probably one of the five fastest people on the field. He's a great athlete. He picked up a ball that was spinning like a top with one hand, thought about running it, and then boomed it like a college kicker, Aussie-style kicker, on the run 68 yards later. I mean – what, what, might what, be, percent, what percent on, wait, of the population wait, 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 in America wait, wait, wait. can, take, quickly, can pick up a blocked kick and repunt it? It's like 1%, maybe. I was going to say before Br- Britson had to get that point in, he might have been that game's MVP. If, if, if the Seahawks win, absolutely. Because that would have saved the game. Question, Wilson. Sure. What? It would it would have absolutely saved the game if that would have happened. Uh, and it, it was just absolutely crazy. And so what is illegal, though? And I think this – because there was just so much confusion about the rule – if Dixon had, say, hit the punt, say a low punt, right, and it got tipped at the line of scrimmage by the C- or, uh, by the Rams, right, by, by one of the defensive linemen who were not rushing, but it was just a low punt, and it got batted back to him, and then he picked it up and punted it, that would have been illegal because it if crossed the, the line, was, of, uh, line of scrimmage. It right. can't cross the line of scrimmage and come back. And Let so me ask that, you this. that's where the double punt becomes illegal. I think it's idiotic to be able to punt the ball twice anywhere on the field. I think it's a dumb rule because why would this happen? So knowing that, what happens if the second punt got blocked? Can you pick it up and punt it again behind the line of scrimmage? You can punt it as many times as you want as long as the ball never crosses the line of scrimmage. All right, so hypothetically, Dixon goes to punt the second time. Someone who's in, in play legally comes flying in, swats it back. Could the long snapper pick it up and then punt it to the right side of the field? I think so, right? I, I believe so. – I'm not sure if a different player – I think I think yes. I would I say yes. I think so. As long as you're not a, eligibility rules for the punter? You have to the, the, the effed up thing about the NFL is there are people – like there's a decent chance Roger Goodell didn't know this rule. No, no one knew it. Oh, no one knew it, and he runs the league. Well, <laughs> like, I, look, I would, I will give Roger a break. He ain't in charge of the rules. The fact that Mike Pereira didn't know it is sort of, that's not a great look. And the fact oh, that it took and, ten and minutes Mike for Pereira the officials defense. to sort all this out, they had no, the, the officials on the field had no clue what was going on. Right. And in Mike Pereira's defense, have you ever had a Tito's and soda? Could you say T- Mike Mike Pereira like slams Tito's all day long. Well, I don't want to grow. I don't know. They, they, Fox does it like a Mike Pereira's like Tito's, like Tito's Lounge thing. Well, I don't want to disperse the man's name. <laughs> he's doing free advertising for Tito's. That's what he's doing, Ryan. Yeah. We're trying to get a Tito's uh, oh. podcast, podcast, Ryan. Anyway. I do love Tito's. <laughs> Tito's is very good. Uh, for, uh, vodka for dog people, they say. Uh, huh? That's what they say? I've never heard it's anyone say Tito's. that. That's literally Tito's slogan, guys. I'm with Breach. Uh, okay. Right. You know, if- okay. Well, right. Anywho. At fun fact, Tito's keeps it weird. They're from Austin, Texas. Boom. Yes. Podcast just went full circle. Correct. Uh, do you want to keep talking about the double punt or I- get back to the game? Well, since the Rams won, we can leave. If the Seahawks had won, we could it would be the focal point of the entire podcast. But I, I Actually, you know what? I take, that, I take that back. It's, in, it's insane that we've spent this much time talking about a double punt instead of the fact that Russell Wilson didn't come back in the game. Well, I was going to say, like, if I, I did initially said Dixon would have been the MVP if they won the game, but it would have had to have been Geno Smith based on the way he played. Geno Smith, what a performance. And it was that interception, by the way. You knew it was coming. There's going to be an interception at some point, but you know that actually wasn't his fault. Tyler Lockett fell down, got tripped up by Jordan Fuller. That's not. It, it shouldn't have been flagged. Right, but before we get to the Geno 
what Gino did and how Gino looked. It is important to note that, you know, earlier this week or last week, we talked about you yelled at me about Trey Lance. And we talked about how would you like, who would you be predicting first place or last place in the NFC West? Mm -hmm. I didn't yell at you, but go ahead. Oh, sure. Whatever. Uh, On a scale of one to 10, where would you put your concern for the Seahawks based on Russell Wilson's finger, Wilson? (laughs) <laughs> Russell Wilson's finger, Wilson. Yeah, that didn't sound great. <laughs> <laughs> I said I would have gone to Russell Wilson's finger. I love Russell Wilson's finger, Wilson. So here, let me find it. Here's the schedule. So here's terrible, the deal. Terrible band name. Yeah, yeah. No one has seen Russell Wilson's finger, Wilson. Uh, so the Seahawks are two and three. Not great. Uh, I still think they're in better shape than, um, let's see, Pete Carroll characterized Russell Wilson's injury as a badly sprained finger. One of the great healers. I don't know what that means. We'll see how it means. He, he drinks the nano bubbles. Was he a, a freaking carny? <laughs> so, yeah, they have 10 days. They're two and three. Not great. I still feel better about them than do than I do at San Francisco. I don't know what Jimmy G's calf situation is. And uh, we talked about Trey Lance in the last podcast. And the defense actually played a little better for the Seahawks tonight. So that that's good news. But here's the bad news. Uh, if you don't have Russ Wilson, you're at Pittsburgh. I mean, that's a game you can certainly win. New Orleans and then Jacksonville. I think four and four seems reasonable as a two and three team, but four and four near the midway point ain't going to do you any favors when it comes to trying to win that division. You ain't in the AFC South. Let me let me uh, let me post this to you a different way. You got a million dollars. <laughs> You're gonna lose it one way or another. You either got to predict, and, and if you lose, you die. So double double loss. Great. Yeah, you got to either predict the winner or. Predict the loser of the NFC West, but that's my, that's but my nope, thing. But I know I'm flipping it on you. But there's a caveat: both Jimmy Garoppolo and Russell Wilson are out for six weeks. What are you going to do? Uh, I think I think I'm still rolling with the 49ers to lose it. <laughs> you're dead, man. You're dead, and you're dead. But here's the thing: so you, you pick, you're putting your hard, you're putting your unearned million dollars on Geno Smith. Well, I would rather rather lose an unearned million than lose an earned million. You'd rather die than have you be right. Is that what you're saying? Debo, do I have to be on this podcast in the afterlife? (laughs) 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 Then I'm good. It's in your contract, yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Got me. But seriously, I mean, if if Ruck... Well, here's here. Let me tell you what my concern is. I I don't. You didn't trust... come back in. That's a big problem. No, I don't disagree. It, this is a hard. This isn't easy. Even though I said it quickly, I don't trust Kyler Murray to stay healthy, and that's no fault of his own. That's just the fact that he's five eleven. And then I don't trust. Like there were some questionable sort of decisions the last two weeks in terms of what the Sean McVay offense has been doing. Maybe part of that is Matthew and, Stafford. And Matthew Stafford might have a broken finger too. That's my point. So I don't know which way are you going then. I I would take if I if somebody told me Russ is missing six weeks. I'm taking the Seahawks to finish last. But Geno wait, Smith, let's, 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 wait, wait, wait. Let's clear something up. We do not know how long Russell Wilson is going no, to be. I, no, no, I'm but saying hypothetical. Right, right. And we don't know if his finger is sprained. We don't know if he dislocated. We don't. I, Pete Carroll said sprained, but it could be dislocated. It could be broken. They're just trying to downplay oh, it. This is a good one. All right. If you're watching in the comments, right, Wisconsin, if the Seahawks make the playoffs, and right, NC State or some variation thereof, if the Seahawks miss the playoffs. I'm assuming it'll be a barrage of NC State just to troll me, but we don't know how long it'll be. My Let point me offer is you one more thing too. No, seen, like look, they didn't bring it back in the entire game. No, I get that, but let me one more thing before you make your decision and breach it as well. 
I was blown. And maybe Geno Smith just caught lightning in a bottle, but he played better over four drives than Trey Lance has played. And that's, that's truth. I thought you were going to say during his entire career with the Jets. No. I mean, if you want to take, <laughs> if you want to do a head to head $50 battle on Trey Lance versus Geno Smith, no, this is your year, I'll take that. This is your hypothetical. I'm just trying to appease, appease the guy who, who's running the show here. All right. Well, who are you going with? I mean, I take the Seahawks to finish last. All right, Breach. If Russell Wilson is out for how long? Hypothetically, six weeks. I would, is, I would bet, dude, Russell Wilson's middle finger was bent in a way it's never been bent in his entire life. It just wasn't like that. It wasn't like he was bent the other way. He's a quarterback who throws with his right hand. Russell out, six, Russell out six weeks, their best case scenario for the next six weeks would be three and two. Yeah, that's... And so that keeps pretty, them alive. Generous with Genus, All they need to do is finish in third breach. So the question to you is, are you taking, are you picking the winner or the loser? Three and firing squad is what happens if you get it wrong. I am taking the Seahawks as the fourth place team. Okay, that's fine. And and I don't think Russell will be out that long, but the reason I ask that is he was can, out a long time. Can Matthew Stafford, uh, first quarter Matthew Stafford be on that firing squad? Just he'd be missing me with the bullets. They'd all be I going over my head. Left up his finger too and came back in and we kept firing. Yeah, before he got injured, though, he was struggling. He was, was airmailing passes Stafford. in the first quarter. The first two third downs, he missed a wide open Cooper Cup and a wide open Van Jefferson. It was ugly. This and is he not under- a question about a quarterback's toughness. This is a when we talk about these injuries, huge game tonight, right? For the Seahawks. We agree on that, right? Well, yeah, it's huge for both teams. What do you mean? What? How long did Gino came in and they never brought Russell back in? He yeah, wasn't, but, his leg wasn't shattered. Pete Carroll he said he couldn't grip the ball. Yeah, he couldn't throw the ball. Well, yeah, that's, why yeah, that's a problem for the long haul, guys. Well, we well, don't know how long no, it's going. Yeah, if it's look, dislocated and they put it back right. in, it might be better let's, by Thursday. Let's remember, by the way, Next two Thursday. weeks ago, you said, oh my God, Christian McCaffrey, that's real serious. They announced him out. He's going to play this week. So we don't know. We don't know. That's true. I'll take that L. And he has, oh, oh, oh. I mean, and he has 10 days to heal. He has 10 days to heal. So Christian McCaffrey dies at the field. Sunday. That's so on you. On your hand. Blood's and by the way, brain. they're they're playing the Steelers. So Geno Smith could get his first <laughs> win since 20 whenever. So they're fine. I thought Geno Smith looked good for the record. He looked awesome. He looked amazing. Now look, I don't expect him to play this way should he have to play next time or the next two or three times. I mean, do we agree that Russell Wilson not being able to grip the breach is not a Breach can grip the football. He has size two hands. I That's just Rawlings on it. That's not an NFL football. It is not an NFL football. I am just pointing out that a quarterback, a middle finger is. That's switching. a Nerf football. This is not a Nerf football. It's, it's a college Nerf size football. football. And all I'm doing is showing you guys that. It's like, you won't believe. Look at, look at, how, look at how big my hands are. Like, what are you doing? The middle finger is important to throw. Like, if it was his pinky, you can kind of get away with it. But your middle finger controls so much of the throw that, you know, if he doesn't have, if it's not working, it's going to be tough for him to play. So the Bengals go three and one, a bunch of special teams things happen, and suddenly Breach is a quarterback expert. Got I'm just showing you. I got the football out. I got the football out to show you. Oh, he missed. He missed. Oh, and he may have pulled a hamstring or a muscle, and there is complete elation. But I yes. got a doctorate from an online university last night, Ryan. <laughs> last night. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank Congratulations. You. Oh, mercy. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I don't think Russ is going to be out that long because he's tough and he's a quick healer, as, as Pete Carroll noted. And yeah, the reason he didn't come back in is just because he couldn't hold the football 
has breached out and, and he did try to throw it and that was a weird looking sort of quick screen he threw on one of the first few series in the second half after he got hurt so I mean, Geno Smith gave them the best chance to win, and that's how they ended ended up in that situation. I'm just saying the idea that that game was that close and Russell didn't come back in gives me pause about Russell Wilson's injury. Speaking of pauses, let's take a break. When we come back, maybe we'll talk about Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer, Matthew Stafford. Me. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how everyone got a shot in it on being a Hall of Famer there, but Matthew Stafford didn't quit when his finger got hurt. No, no, no. Taped it up, went back in, and won a football game like a Hall of Famer would breach he did. Look, hey, Matthew Stafford <laughs> played an awesome, awesome second half. Uh, I was a little bit worried about him in the first half. Like Ryan and I were saying, those first two drives, he was airmailing a few passes, missed some wide open receivers. Uh, the third drive, he threw the ugliest interception, called the interception, top prop bet. Uh, even mm-hmm. though he's Prince and that. No, that was, that, that was not an ugly interception. Well, if you're trying to throw a ball away yeah. and it gets intercepted, that's ugly. No. Prince, and that's yeah. ugly. It was pretty ugly. If you're no, throwing the ball away and it gets intercepted, that's ugly. If you watch the all 22 digs, who's this boy from Detroit baited him into it? Why don't you just throw the ball out of the, uh, into but, the stands? Like, what did, what's your point? So he's throwing it away out of bounds because he's rolled out out of the pocket. What, 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 what did Diggs bait him into? He was throwing it out of bounds. There's <laughs> nothing. Like, did you see the end zone shot? He it went was a bad throw. It was, was a bad throw. throw. No, it was a great play. Great defensive play. But wait a second. It, Hall it of Fame defensive play. Where? Where Diggs was the ball? The Hall of Fame now too. I think yeah, Brent's just trolling. The, the ball was there was no one there to throw the to catch the ball. So clearly it was a terrible. He thought he was lobbing it over the receiver into a dead space. And Diggs made a play. But here's the thing. He has a Hall of Fame arm. Throw no, it you, but if you're throwing it to dead space in the end zone, you just throw it out of the end zone. You don't right. even leave it in the field of play. So it was a no. bad decision if it's a good throw. It was, a, it, was, it, was a, it was a bad mistake, not a bad decision. I am a Terrible decision. Okay. So either way, 
He looked bad in the first two drives, then throws that interception on the third drive. And his first half was just kind of ugly. But then I don't know if Sean McVay was like, we're going to trade you back to Detroit for Jared Goff or something. Finger. Something. Yeah, the finger. I don't know what happened in the second half, but they came out that first drive. Uh, the crazy pass to Deshaun Jackson, which he actually underthrew, and yeah. Jackson just made a fantastic play. Uh, and once they got that, that like kickstarted that Rams offense and they couldn't miss. I mean, Stafford started going to Robert Woods all the time. And, you know, it was actually crazy to see Deshaun run out of gas on a six, you know, five years ago, Deshaun scores in a touchdown and beats everyone in the end zone by six yards on this one. He gets tackled at like the 20. Well, he, didn't get, um, he ran out of bounds. That's, I think the, he, that's the uh, third time Stafford's underthrown Jackson this season. By the way, Robert Woods is uh, for fantasy and gambling purposes. That's twice this year where McVay has come out and talked about giving a guy targets the and the and the the the, the, the like the next game. Deshaun Jackson went nuts, and then this game he talked about giving Robert Woods targets. 14 targets, 12 catches, 150 yards. Here's here's the thing. Maybe uh the defensive coordinator of the other team should listen to Sean McVay's press conferences. Probably. Because 12 of 14, 150, as I just mentioned. And he was tearing people up. Uh Stafford also underthrew Cup uh on in the second half where Cup had to slide to catch. It would have been a touchdown if he stayed up for that. But look, he, he clearly was he was playing with nine, nine and a half fingers, so Credit to him for for toughing it out. Sean McVay talked about that after the game. I mean, if I'm the Rams, the thing is, he didn't play. Look, the stats say he played pretty well. 365 yards, 25 of 37. But I'd give his grade like a B minus for the game. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. And a lot that minus has to do with him not being 100% healthy. That's fine, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're playing back-to-back NFC West huge games, and they went one-on-one. Fine. Yeah. But you lose it. You lose it home to the Cardinals. Went on the road at the Rams. I mean, excuse me, the, the, the Seahawks. By the way, what, what last year, um, I was going to say that uh, Jalen versus DK Metcalf, like their matchups, eight targets, four catches, 44 yards. Uh, DK was five and five for 98 with two touchdowns tonight. And uh, three of those, I believe, came against. Yeah, because Jalen's playing more in the slot this year with. Uh, Raheem Morris. Yeah, mm-hmm. but two, but two of those matchups, two, the first two were against were man, man to man with DK and DK won them both. You All know right, who had so a rough night for the Rams? Who? Matt Gay, their kicker. He oh. had the kind of night where Sean McVay is going to go to the special teams coach, like, "Hey, what's up, man? We've been cycling through kickers. So I need to find someone." He missed an extra point. He had two kickoffs go out of bounds, mm. which is just that's the kiss of death in the NFL. You can't have one, let alone two. Because that gives the other team the possession at the 40-yard line instead of the 25. And that's just, you know, now you're only 25 yards away from being in field goal range because the kicker kicked the ball out of bounds. Uh, And that's just, you know, there's no pressure on you when you're kicking off. So that is an ugly, ugly mistake for a kicker to make. The Rams are in a pretty good spot right now. Yeah, their their record is super soft, yep. At Giants, Lions at home. At Texans, Titans at home, and then at 49ers, at Packers. They should be. Don't write Benson in that. <laughs> God, y'all are a bunch of Mr. Sea Otters. That's a great name. They should be worst case. I mean, seriously, six and two, worst case after that stretch. <laughs>
<laughs> I mean, we're laughing at the comments. No, I know. I know we're laughing at. Well, no, the people who, are, who aren't watching on YouTube don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. People listening on uh, on the actual podcast don't know. <laughs> Seahawks, meanwhile, at the Steelers in two weeks. Mm-mm-mm. Wait, wait. The Rams? I got a bold prediction. That You just read the schedule. I think they lose one of their next three. Giants, Lions, Texans. Is it going to be the Jared Goff revenge game? Is pretty much like that. How's that a bold prediction? Uh, because those are all bad. Four. What, no, Giants, Lions, Texans. I think they lose one of those three. That's do you pretty think, bold. Do you think they lose one of those three? I don't. Okay, well, there you go. That's I think I they either go cross-country and lose to the Giants or lose the Jared Goff revenge See, game. This is how Breach thinks, Wilson. He's so far ahead of the curve. He's already predicting his headline for Jared Goff gets revenge over Rams. Uh, Lions. He, yeah. Oh, God, he's so predictable. By you the way, now, I'm going to call him a click clown. There you go. Click clown. <laughs> that should be what it is. <laughs> By the way, uh, Sean McVay a, opened, promis- a promiscuous <laughs> click clown. <laughs> Sean McVay opened his press conference by saying, um, "Yeah, we got a nice little uh, mini buy." And all I could think was, uh, "That's what Urban Meyer tried to say when he stayed back." So her- hopefully, Sean McVay is, is not. I mean, Urban set his mini buy on fire until Wednesday. <laughs> <Good Lord. laughs> all right, so uh, the Seahawks at the Steelers, Saints at home, Jaguars at home. At the Packers. Ooh, that could be could be bad or it could be three potential. There's one in three potential there if if Russ is hurt. Yeah, I feel like Geno Smith is gonna go into Pittsburgh and teach the Steelers a lesson. The Saints Saints offense is dog doo-doo with with Jameis. I mean, it was fun for a game and a half. But yeah, but this Saints defense is good. I, I mean, you're predicting a Geno Smith upset of both the Steelers. If, if and Geno's the their quarterback, they're not going three and zero in that yeah. stretch, or four and zero. And I think it's crazy that. Oh yeah, oh I didn't see the Packers. Thought we were stopping at the bye, but yeah, they're not going four and zero. I'd say three. two and two. I think I think two and one is a huge win if you have Geno Smith for at Steelers at or versus Saints. Yeah, no. Versus if you Cowboys. come out, of, if you come out of that four and four, you're four and four, which is actually pretty good uh, overall. Yeah. Yeah, four and four overall, but you're still you're not playing the AFC South, so it doesn't matter. You can be I want to ask you a question. Yeah. On Monday, the NFL had had the option of flexing the Steelers Seahawks game out of Sunday night, the week six one. Yeah. Would you have knowing it didn't how the Steelers offense is, would you have flexed them out? We have to watch that game at the time. It was one and three Steelers versus two and two Seahawks. 100%. Why would you want to? And so now they're going to have the Steelers crappy offense against possibly Geno Smith because maybe Mason Rudolph could be playing at that point. So it could be Mason. I hope it's Mason. I want to, I want to give you the games. They could have flexed out. I assume any of these games, right? Cardinals Browns. So wait a second. This is next Sunday night. No, This is week six. Week six. Yeah. Cardinals at Browns. Cowboys at Patriots. Oh my yeah, that, that's, that's probably a protected home. game. Yeah, it has to be. That's the thing. Packers at Bears. Yeah, I mean, Chargers rather... at Ravens. Yeah, I don't. But that uh, breach does. Any of these games over Russ at Dead Ben? No, Gino at Mason. Or Gino at Dead Ben. Cardinals Browns. The Cardinals Browns would have been the game. Cardinals Browns is a freebie. You never get to flex Cardinals Browns. That's true. But, but nope. Baker isn't hundred percent. We're getting Gino versus Mason Rudolph. Would you Who? trade G give me yes. your power ranking? Yes. Baker Mayfield, bomb left shoulder, Gino Smith, mm. current Ben Roethlisberger. Uh 
in the order that you just said them. Baker, Geno, Ben. <laughs> I mean, Did you see Geno play tonight? He pushed the ball. He threw for more yards down the field. Air yards. Oh, I agree completely with you. Yeah. No, I want you could lop. You could lop off like Baker's left left arm and his right. And I was Geno only played for one and a half quarters. He threw for one hundred and thirty-one yards. Russ played for two and a half and threw for one fifty-two. Man, the three drives after the first, after the second, for the second well, half of Russell. You know what's crazy? Yards. If you would ask me at the end of the first quarter who was going to win this game, I, I would have said the Seahawks by a touchdown. They dominated. No. That, is, that is crazy. The first drive, <laughs> they drove straight down into Rams territory, and then Pete Carroll punted on fourth and three from the Rams 43 yard line. That, that was your indication that the Seahawks well, were. Timeout, kind of keep going, but Brandon Staley would have gone for that. Chargers coach Brandon Staley. And then. What do the Chargers have to do with this? Well, I'm telling you that you shouldn't punt on fourth and three from. Wait, did they punt? Or did they, did well, I mean, they you, know, you do know you're saying the Seahawks should win, and their coach is Pete Carroll. They who went for it. Punts. No, no, the that was the first possession, Ryan. The second oh, possession, okay. they went for it on fourth and two from the Rams' 29 yard line. Alex Collins up the middle. Well, I'm saying they were going up and down the field the first two possessions and couldn't finish a drive, and the Rams couldn't do anything. So your argument is that they punted from the 43. My argument yeah. is that they, they drove up and down the field, the and Matthew Stafford was overthrowing everyone on the first two possessions for each team. Yeah, that's overruled. Oh! Oh! All right, great stuff on the Seahawks Rams game. Just the key is you don't let Breach finish your sentence. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> you, you, Brinson's like, we let you talk enough with the double punt. Uh, that's all you tomorrow. get tonight. Best bets. R.J. White went six and zero last week. He brought mm-hmm. up the broom. He's on fire. Make sure to check it out in the feed. Of course, we'll be back to recap all Sunday's action. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. See you guys tomorrow. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town. And they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd. Exclusively on Paramount+.